0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are the 19096 podcast. I'm John. He is Rick. Say hi, Rick. Say hi, Rick. Uh oh. Malfunction. Unravel your headphones. And we don't have Rick just yet. He's logged off. I bet he's logging back in. And we will try this one more time. This part will be deleted out. Here he is. And. Can you hear me now? Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are the 19096 podcast. I'm John. He is Rick. Say hi, Rick. Hi, Rick. We are two Eagles fans, and this is a podcast about the Eagles and our thoughts and experiences as Eagles fans. And for the record, we have never thrown snowballs at Santa. Now, maybe at an elf or two we saw along the way, but never Santa. No, never Santa. Never Santa. Maybe Mrs. Claus. Jimmy Johnson. Yes, yes definitely sure. Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> yeah, this is a football podcast, but it's not strictly football, just mostly football. Yeah, and there are lots of podcasts about football, but to understand what we are, it's better to say what we are not. We're not X's and O's, we're not a betting show, we aren't fantasy football. No mock drafts, no power rankings, no game film, we are two knuckleheads, but we don't yell at each other. And lastly, one thing we will never do is make predictions. Why? Because we would suck at it. We'll own that. Rick is coming to you <laughs> live from Bryn Mawr, just outside of Philadelphia. Me, John, I'm coming from the Napa Valley, the home of Vermeal Wines,
1: yes, the greatest wine exactly. I'm
0: uh, on earth, I think.
1: I'm coming to you, not from the 610, but from the 61 yo Oh, look at that. <laughs> uh,
0: as usual, the, uh, the tons of people on with us tonight, that's great. Love to see all you guys <laughs> out there.
1: Thanks for tuning in. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: we are live every week, Wednesday, 5.30 Pacific, 8.30 Eastern. Rick, what time is that in Nashville?
1: that's uh 7 30 in nashville and we're live at 8 30 eastern but we are recorded the rest of the week so you can listen whatever whenever you like
0: you choose and we have this is we're on episode eight uh welcome to episode eight yes we have seven previous episodes one of them doesn't count it was a beta test and is uh pure exploration um if you're really bored you can listen
1: to that one I w- John, I will update you. Our parents have listened to the first episode. I, I know. A certain someone was sending me ideas. <laughs> yeah. What does mom have to do? She thinks more.
0: Uh, <laughs> uh, she wants more Henry, actually. That, that's what, what she wants. But she doesn't yeah, realize yeah. Henry cannot uh, speak in complete sentences just yet. So uh,
1: We'll give Henry until he's one year old. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: Uh, the, our Eagles are now four and six after ten games. Um, obviously, because four plus six equals ten. Um, and they played. They took on the Broncos this week. Yes, Rick, want to kick it off?
1: Yes, big game for the uh, Eagles. This was, um, you know, I think one of the most complete games that they have played. Jalen Hurts looked like a stud in the first half. And then he only threw three passes in the second half because it was just run the ball, run the ball, or ball control, ball control, ball control. But um, yeah, the Eagles look like studs out there. John, what were your thoughts on the game? Uh, I, you know,
0: I will say I'm uh I'm cautiously optimistic about the rest of the season. The one thing that does stick out to me, and trust me, I, we'll get into it after you know in a few minutes. They did play a not top 10 quarterback and that
1: helps a lot yes yes it does Um, i think we're just about exhausted playing all the top 10 quarterbacks no i I think you're right yeah i I mean
0: this this is week 10 so i mean we should be done with all the top 10 quarterbacks. i was gonna ask you
1: how many top 10 quarterbacks are in how many quarterbacks are in the top 10 quarterbacks uh
0: 12 i think (laughs) that would be my guess um but no,
1: it was uh you know it was exciting
0: to see the uh the you know they ran the damn ball. Uh in fact sixty-two percent of the time uh did they run the damn ball, which is uh amazing to see. That's thirty-nine rush attempts, uh thirteen by Hertz. That's that's okay, a little high for me. Uncomfortably high, but you know. Uh, I don't think he
1: didn't he didn't really get blown up as they say, right? No. No. Um we are now the number one rushing offense in the NFL. Who would have thought? Yeah, Who
0: I know. would have thought. Whose head coach is a former wide receivers coach? <laughs> <laughs> exactly,
1: exactly. No, in all seriousness, um, I try not to be serious, but um, the I think a lot of it is um, the line. You know, there's this theory going around that now that Zach Ertz is gone. Um, you know the blocking on the line is much better. Um, you know, so, but I think it's almost uh, you know a couple different reasons. I think it's the line. I think it's the more commitment to the run. I think it's Jordan the Jordan the d- dynamic duo of Jordan Howard and Boston Scott. I don't think I would ever, I would have ever ever said that uh, before yeah. the beginning of the season, but um, they're looking pretty good back there. I would say there's another dynamic duo
0: out there uh, by the name of Landon Dickerson and Jordan Maiolata. I think those two guys next to each other are studs.
1: I will also see that dynamic duo and up you a dynamic duo, Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith. Yes,
0: uh, lots of dynamic duos. One dynamic duo that's not (laughs) on this list is uh, Jalen Rager and someone else. Hey, come on. Jalen Rager accounted for one total yard. Oh, did he? uh, I had him for one run at negative eight yards. Did he have a catch for nine yards? Uh,
1: He had a catch for, it says here, 12 yards, but I don't know about that. I think that might be, they might be rounding up there.
0: So for the sake, speaking of Rager, this is uh, a natural segue. Here's my Eagles question of the week. Uh, so this is a segment inside a segment I thought of spur of the moment. No, it was not on our format. Uh, our executive producer will probably yell at me at our wrap <laughs> uh, uh, meeting later tonight. Um, question of the week. Will Jalen Rager be on the team next year? Rick, your thoughts. If Howie Roseman is still GM? Yes, of course. So he will be on the team next week. Yes, okay. He will. You're pro- you're probably, yeah. See Marcus Smith. Uh, who, for those that don't know, <laughs> was a terrible linebacker they drafted in the first round and stuck around on the team way too long. So,
1: Yes. Um, no, I, you know, we were clicking on all center, cylinders. We, You know, I think that really the big turning point was that fourth and one when Denver was going for it. And that was kind of... After that, the Broncos just gave up. That was the play where Darius Slay returned the fumble for a touchdown. Um, yeah. Where your father... Uh, was yelling at the, your father, uh, John, was yelling at the TV, go down, get down, get down, get down, get down. (laughs) And um, we saw also that, you know, uh, Darius Slade does not have very good, you know, ball, ball carrying skills. Yeah, ball skills. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He's a defensive back for a reason, not a wide receiver. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I was taught in school is that, um, you know, defensive backs are defensive backs because they don't have hands. Yep.
0: Yeah. I
1: think that's still true. Yes. Yes. Derry Sully has hands like a digital watch. Think about that one and it'll make sense.
0: Oh, yeah. There's nothing at the
1: ends? Uh, no, there's no hands.
0: Oh, there's no
1: Oh, got it. Did it... Oh, another... That's a Dick Vitale saying. Anyhow. yeah, oh, got it. Um, But, yeah, so I think it's, you know, Boston Scott. Uh, Jordan Howard, the line, I think, you know, they are just punishing people. Uh, I was watching Jordan Milata. He was just punishing people. Kelsey's uh, the man. And as long as we don't have Nate hervid rolling the ball back to um, uh, Jalen Ritter, I think we're good. I think we're good. Yeah. We, we kind of talked
0: about this on our pre-show meeting. Uh, the day that Kelsey has to get, uh, you know, put on the shelf due to injury or retirement or, you know, whatever is going to be a sad, sad day. Now, uh, maybe, you know, down the road, it's Landon Dickerson who ends up becoming um, the starting center, you know, once Kelsey formally retires. But, man, right now, if Kelsey goes down, that, I mean, the whole offense will come to a screeching halt just because the line will collapse.
1: Yeah. Well, Come on, it's not going to be that much of a doomsday scenario, but I I I get your point. I understand your point. Yeah. Um, you know, Jalen Hurts had, you know, he looked in the first half. He looked really good. Um, you know, he only had in the second half he had an interception. I don't know when the interception was made. First half, second half. But I mean that re- that one really wasn't his fault. Um, it was kind yeah. of uh, tipped and went up. In, you know, went flying up in the air. So, yep. But can we just talk about, um, speaking of interceptions uh, or fumbles, turnovers, can we talk about Teddy Bridgewater?
0: Sure. Yeah, fire away.
1: Teddy Bridgewater and his apathetic uh, uh, try at trying to bring down um, Darius Slay. Darius Slay, yeah. That was just... That, that was, was not a good look for him. No. Um
0: <laughs> I you have to think like at that point he knew like, yep, it's game over. And right. really if you think about it, like for the Broncos, they're starting to kind of get into that realm where it's like Ridgewater may not be their you know, he he's he's patchwork, right? I mean they're they're definitely kind of seeping into right. that arena where they probably need to go quarterback shopping.
1: Yes they probably need to draft somebody yeah and you would think with john elway as uh a key part of that franchise that they could pick a good one but we'll see you, th- you think you think um also i'd like to touch on you know once again special teams right i'm not going to talk about the returns because that's jalen raker uh but jake elliott three for three on field goals Yep, yeah, yeah and yep. our punter aaron sipos uh, three punts fifty one point three average I think that's a little you know aided with the mile highness of Denver, Colorado, but still um you know good special teams play, I think also good special teams play when we blocked the field goal uh, yep. you know that was a huge turning point. you think, oh they're gonna you know score here, nope, they did not so um
0: just trying to see see if there's anything else before we get into uh, our next segment, which is called uh, who gets the credit for this week, the win, but um, any more news or notes on, uh, on this one?
1: Uh, Yeah, we had, I mean, yeah, we had seven penalties, but um, you know, it really, you know, of course, Derek Barnett had an inopportune penalty, but I mean, Would it really be an Eagles game if he he didn't have an inopportune penalty? Yeah, Yeah, the answer to that is no. Yes. So it's good to see he hasn't changed at all. Yeah. Uh, His
0: consistency is marvelous. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Speaking of penalties, because this is kind of one of my cleanup notes, uh, uh, Justin Simmons hit on Dallas Goddard. uh, Should have been uh, a flag. Um, That was full-on helmet-to-helmet contact. His head was down, leading with his crown. Everything that would kind of, you know, trigger a flag but it didn't. Um, That hit would make Andre Waters proud uh, which is a tease for uh, my part of the uh, Eagles life in a little bit, so stay tuned on that. I have an interesting insight on uh, uh, Eagles life and uh, previous uh, Eagles teams.
1: Yes, okay. Uh, Should. Let's move on to who gets credit for the win. Woo!
0: Who gets credit for the win? Brought to you by John. Who do you think? Who do you think? Uh, it's brought to you by us. Who, do, who gets credit for the win? Well, you know, I, I got to say, I'm going to give uh, 51% to our guy, Nick. You know, he's, he's trying to salvage his name right now. And I think he came away with a convincing win. Um, that leaves 49% left. So I would say uh, another 30% to the offensive line. Uh, so that brings us up to eighty-one uh, percent, and then, you know, I, I will say I will give um, Jonathan Gannon fantastic first name, by the way. That's probably the best part about him. Uh, I will give him a twelve percent. Um, a lot of math tonight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry, folks. I mean, you have you have seven percent left. I know. Yeah, twelve percent because you know, uh, holy shit, they discovered press coverage and they even mixed up some of their. Uh, defensive sets uh which was fascinating to watch and you know i think it kind of paid off uh how much percentage do i've left 7%, seven percent seven percent uh i will give that to Devonte smith it was his 23rd birthday he caught two touchdown passes and his celebration on the second uh touchdown pass was very very entertaining and uh worth a you know Google it, folks. Uh, kids, if you're under the age of 12, don't Google it because it's uh, a little inappropriate, but
1: entertaining nonetheless. Yes. Yes, you might have to Google Fab Five to really understand yeah, that. Yeah, Anyhow. Rick, your turn. Um, yes, as far as uh, who gets credit for the win, uh, I would say 30% uh, Boston Scott. Oh,
0: well, 30,
1: okay. 30% Jordan Howard. And... Um, here 60, 20 60, percent Jeff Stoutland, and twenty percent the offensive line. I'm going all run this week. Wow, okay, look at you! You just handed the ball off yeah. thirty
0: nine times.
1: That's right. That's wow. right. Three, three yards in a cloud of dust. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's it's everyone's kind of like uh, that's one of the things that's uh, a theme right now is the
1: return of the run
0: uh, for a lot of folks. So it's it's kind of interesting to hear hear that from uh, multiple. Uh, sports outlets that people are picking up on that. Um, I haven't actually done any kind of like comparison to say like the previous couple of years like you know seeing kind of total yardage gain and method you know across the NFL if there's any real truth to that or if people are just picking up on a um, on some kind of like you know fad of the moment some theme that they find interesting but uh, my inclination is I think people are just uh it's, it sounds cool, so they're kind of like, yeah, people have discovered the run. The run's a new thing. I bet you 10 bucks. and maybe I'll go back and do this for next week. The total yards gained this year versus, you know, run pass versus the past two years, I bet you it's probably still the same. It's not that much different, but people are just saying,
1: run, run. Ah. Can you get our research department? Yeah, uh,
0: uh, Raf, our Pro bono research department. Raf, if you're not listening, which you aren't, but, you know, maybe you'll listen to this. Call me, and we'll discuss. Um,
1: speaking of that, if he does research, does he do research in, uh, is it, does he use yards or is he on the metric system mm. down there in Mexico?
0: No, I have a filter on my uh, email inbox that automatically converts all his uh, centimeters to uh, feet and yards. Great. Yeah. Sounds yeah. good. Yeah. All right. Just one yep. double check. That's a good question though. So, Yes. Uh, um, should we
1: move on to our next game?
0: Yeah. All right. Or well, will actually I have an announcer game review. Oh yes.
1: That's right. That's right.
0: Um, so I, you know, I, They were pretty. You know, I kind of did a mix of between the uh, the radio and the um, TV. Uh, The TV was Greg Gumbel, and I actually can't remember who the uh, color guy was because it was was it Archuleta? Who was it?
1: I think it was. Yes, yet another non-Eagles former player. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: So I will say this: uh, Greg Gumbel is truly the game manager of TV announcers. Um. He's, he's so down the middle. He's so just kind of, he's there. You know, he doesn't shout at you like a Steve Levy does on Monday Night Football, who I feel like I'm just constantly being yelled at and abused. Uh, versus like... Flashbacks
1: flashbacks to your childhood Yeah, childhood. yeah
0: exactly. Versus, um, you know, say like a Gus Johnson, who if you'd listen to him, you'd think every play was the Philly special, which just gets to be kind of over the top. Um, so I appreciate in this... Uh, time of like where everyone's trying to outdo everyone else. Gumbel's just kind of down the middle. Just calls him like it sees him. You know, he's not going to win a Super Bowl or call a Super Bowl, but you know, he's you know he he does an admirable job in this time of hyperbole.
1: Right, right, yeah. Uh, you know, once again, it was just the announcers um, were just very vanilla. Right, they were there to review the game, broadcast the game, and that's about it. Yeah, Yeah, nothing really exciting. That's why.
0: Yeah, I I actually had a discussion with someone about this today. Like, generally speaking, uh, and this is just kind of like I think TV broadcasts across you know for the NFL. The NFL is lucky they have a really good on the field product because you really look at like NFL broadcasts are just just generally just pretty boring. I mean. (laughs) There is just nothing compelling about them if you just kind of take the presentation unto itself. Um, It's very cookie cutter. It's very homogenous. You know, maybe part of that is the NFL kind of controlling uh, their image. And maybe part of it is because the networks spend a ton of money for the rights. So they're basically out of money to to really kind of produce their, (laughs) their package. But it's pretty much just play replay play replay play replay and that's about it and uh yeah oh side note uh ronald darby's on the denver broncos sorry i I forgot to mention that just
1: yes uh, he is part of the eagles so yeah
0: anyway that's kind of my kind of two cents on uh announcer game review and just kind of tv broadcast in general so rick anything for you on that front
1: uh no i think i spoke my piece there um so moving on to the Wentz tracker or
0: Wentz Tracker, Wentz Tracker. Speaking
1: of uh, Eagles lums. So John I'm gonna throw a bunch of numbers at you. Uh
0: oh, right all right, I got my ready? pen ready, and I'm ready to go. You know, this is yep. the
1: this is the math session. Uh this is the math episode. So yep. um, so Wentz played uh sixty-four snaps. Yep. Uh they had sixty-four snaps. Uh, year to date he's at 661 total snaps 666 that works out to be a 99.2 percentage um wentz could miss the next 221 snaps before he fell below before he would fall below the 75 uh percent mark um and that's roughly four games right um yeah. And so with, with the Colts averaging 66 snaps a game, they're on track to play a total of 1133, meaning Wentz is at 58.3 of their projected final total, and he'll have to get to 850 snaps to surpass uh, 75%. Bottom line, he only needs to basically play 189 more snaps to reach 75%. Which basically comes down to
0: what ten, eleven quarters thereabouts, or no, sorry,
1: eight, uh, nine quarters. Uh, about, I would say two and a half games. Yeah, no, ten quarters, uh, okay. two and a half, two and three quarters with them averaging sixty-six snaps a game. Yep. Um, so we're well then, on our way. Yes, yes, it looks even yeah. more encouraging every uh, mm-hmm. every week. Uh, unfortunately, the Colts keep on winning. Um. So, um. You know, but I don't think you know, I don't think this Carson Wentz, you know, I really don't think it's gonna be a revival. But anyhow, um, you know, I looked up and trying to project out where these picks are gonna be, and five, I was looking at five thirty-eight where they predicted all the all all of the NFL teams to finish. Um and they're saying Miami would finish seventh, we would finish thirteenth. And uh, the Colts would be 21st, so we're talking three picks in the top
0: 21. 21. That's that's pretty good. So that's uh, I think what for the year they have uh, how many picks? Ten picks? Is that what it is? Ten picks now.
1: I believe so. Yeah, I believe so. I think yeah, I think they had 11, and then they traded one here. Yep.
0: Recently. Yeah. So. Ten picks, six rounds. So I mean, you're almost averaging what one and three quarters picks a round at that point. A lot of math
1: tonight. A lot of math. Well, after the first after the first round, they would have seven picks in six rounds. So
0: yeah, and this yeah, this ain't the 1986 NFL draft where it was twelve rounds. (laughs) You know, this is they they, which which that was actually I thought about that was a long time ago. 1986. Which actually is the year that uh, uh, that Mr. Clyde Simmons, uh, the namesake of one of my dead chickens, was drafted in the
1: ninth round. I will check the box on that uh, mentioning your chickens because you do that every week.
0: I try to squeeze them in there. Uh, God rest their souls. Yes, Um, rest in peace. One thing I do want to bring up, and we may want to consider for next week, we may have to update this segment's name. Two? Two? The Flacco Tracker.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah.
0: So, for those that don't know, uh, you know, Flacco got traded for a conditional pick. Uh, Right now, as it stands, it's uh, the sixth round pick. However, if he plays fifty percent of the snaps or more in four Jets games, that gets bumped up to a fifth rounder. So, uh, and he's starting. He's starting this week.
1: Yes, exactly. He is starting this week. So, So, um, but also. Also, I got another one. I see that tracker and Up You One. Uh On the other side, we have to watch Minshew uh, because he's got a clause that um, we have to... Where is it here? I had it written down, but... Um, Anyhow. Yeah, there's uh, there's something. Howie loves those uh, clauses. Those are like sneaky clauses that I think... Howie. Um, likes has, to kind of get in there. Yeah, likes to get in there. But yeah, Flacco is playing this week. So, um, oh yeah, here it is. Uh, Eagles traded a six-round pick to the Jags for Minshew. And that sixth round pick can become a fifth-round pick if Minshew plays at least 50% of the snaps in three games in 2021. I do not think that's going to mm. happen. Yeah. But anyhow. Uh, so, yes, a lot of tracking going on. Very good. Yeah. Uh, you know, we need an obsessive-compulsive person to uh, keep track of all these numbers.
0: Um, actually, oh here, yeah. trying to figure out how many draft picks do the Eagles have in the next draft. I mean, they're basically going to field a whole new team in about two years. Right. right. Um, which, you know, one one thing I think we'll probably get into down the road is really kind of you know, in another uh, episode or so, is really kind of understanding like how a draft impacts a team uh, three years later. And the Eagles are an interesting kind of, um, uh, you know, specimen for analysis. Is you, you kind of look at their their drafts, the the couple of years just prior to winning the Super Bowl, and how they basically hit on a lot of picks in two two consecutive years. Um.
1: Yeah. Exactly, just like how they hit on that uh, Derek Barnett. Pass. Oh, whoops. Oh, oh. Sorry. <laughs> um,
0: okay, anything else for the Wentz tracker? We are ready to uh, talk no, some
1: Saints. I've, I've exhausted all my numbers. For okay,
0: well, I, I got some numbers for you When uh, now that we're talking. Uh, this week against the Saints, the, the yes. Eagles are at home against the Saints. They are favored, which is um, uh, a rare occasion this year. So that's exciting to see. Um, yes. Do you want to kind of kick it off or I can kind of jump into it You choose?
1: Yeah, no. Uh, yeah. Um, the one thing that I found very interesting is the Eagles are number one in yards uh, for rushing. And you know who has the number one rushing defense? The New Orleans Saints. Um, so that will be a very interesting matchup um, there. Um the other
0: so, – uh, I, So I wanted to kind of touch on that because I want to go uh, – the numbers behind the numbers, Rick.
1: Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, so
0: I kind of took a look at that and thinking, okay, the, who did the Saints play? So I went back and, you know, looked at all their, their – uh, uh, who they played and what their current offensive rush rank is at this point. So I'll just kind of go down the list. Packers, 17th. Panthers, 12th. Patriots 14th, Giants 23rd. Again, this is these teams' offensive rush rank. So this is the type, the quality of, of uh, offense right. that the Saints defense went up against. Uh, Washington 13th, right. Seattle 20, Buccaneers 24, Atlanta 26, Tennessee 7th. So they've only faced one top 10 rushing attack all season. So that puts the average rank of their opponent in terms of rushing yards per game at seventeen point three. So I would make the argument that their 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 defense may be a little uh you know unproven, dare I say.
1: Yeah. Well, it the so the best team there was the Titans, and the Titans ran the ball twenty nine times for sixty six yards. So yep. Uh, um, I hear what you're saying, but it will be very interesting. Um, I also saw on um, some odds that this, I think this is really a pivotal game. Um, You know, if the Eagles can win this, um, you know, their odds jump from like 26% of of making the playoffs from 26% to 57%. If they lose, it drops all the way down to 11%. So this is like the, and that's where I am also with this is, um you know if they win this i am willing to invest my emotional energy into making the playoffs if not um i just might be mailing it in as a fan for the rest of the year
0: all oh, right you can't mail it in you got a podcast to to,
1: to host come on <laughs> i will still show up for the podcast <laughs> oh, do, it. do a good job all right all right good
0: Oh, it right. uh, looks like uh, Raf, our, uh, our research department, is on. Good to see you, Raf that you've uh, joined us. Um, uh, where was I? See, I got so excited that Raf joined us, I got uh, completely flustered.
1: We are talking about the Saints-Eagles game, John.
0: Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. The Saints are playing the Eagles. The Eagles are playing the Saints. Um, Rick, fill for me real quick. I lost something.
1: Yes. So, yeah, the Saints have – Jameis Winston is out, um, and they've lost the last two in two very close games, Uh, 23-21 to the Titans, 27-25 to the Falcons. Um, So – So, no, it should be uh, a good game. Um, I think the Saints are kind of in that that same space. They're 5-4, and second in the NFC South. So, you know, this is a very important um, game for them. Um, And, uh, yeah. Um,
0: I think the the big question this week now, it sounds like uh, Miles Sanders is coming back
1: uh yeah uh he is eligible to um play this week and that is uh, sucking up a lot of the air in the room on sports radio here in the philadelphia area uh this week so um should he start does he get his starting job back um or is he the wally pip of the philadelphia eagles yeah I, I mean, I kind of think at this
0: point, maybe, you know, this is actually while you were filling, I was trying to bring this up. Uh, I think the one place where um, the the Eagle, I almost said the Phillies, well, um, may have an advantage versus say like the Tennessee Titans is, I think the running back by committee, which they've already kind of been doing uh, this year is works to their benefit in that. You know, I, I think it keeps the uh, the Titans on their to- – or phew, the New Orleans Saints on their toes, right? If they don't – you know, they they got to kind of prep for, you know, a couple different looks, a couple different running backs, whereas, you know, Derrick Henry is Derrick Henry. I mean, you kind of know what you're getting. Um, but if you have these three running right. backs coming at you, uh, and you got to kind of adjust your mindset or your play style every time, you know, for every down. I mean, because the way they're going to attack – uh, a, a um a Jordan Howard versus uh a Kenny Gainwell. I mean, it could really kind of throw the defense for a loop. Like you can't, you know, you got to hold, you got to set the edge, as they say, you know, with a with a Kenny Gainwell because they will kind of, you know, <laughs> spout out, you know, you know, kick out into the flats where you know Jordan's straight ahead. But if you're if you're if they're playing straight ahead ball, all of a sudden they throw Gainwell out there, you can catch some defensive ends, you know, uh. You know, sneak, you know, kind of keeping their eye too too much in the backfield and and you know get some good plays out of just mixing up your running backs.
1: Yeah, so John, if you had your choice, what would you do this week? To sit or at, just, as far as the running backs. To, to sit or play Miles Sanders? Yeah, what would be if you you had to pick three running backs this week for the game, who do you play?
0: Uh, I thought about this a little bit and I, I really, really waffled. Um. <laughs> uh, this segment is not brought to you by Waffle House, which is uh, a very by,
1: not by yeah. brought to you by Lego Yeah. Uh.
0: I would say. Oh man! See even now I'm waffling because I think you basically would have to pull Boston. I think what you would essentially be doing is pulling Boston Scott for Miles Sanders.
1: Right.
0: Um, right. And Boston Scott did receive. What's thirty percent of the uh, uh, for you in our previous uh, segment? What thirty uh, percentage percentage points of the who gets the credit? Is that right? Did I remember that right? Right. So I mean, right.
1: yep, you're correct. Yeah, more no math. math.
0: This is the hashtag math. Um, yeah, this is a tough one. I I almost kind of hope that Sanders doesn't play this week because he. Um, you know, to kind of get him up to football shape. Right. Uh, or at least use that as right. an excuse and just see how uh, Boston Scott does against, you know, what, what, you know, you could probably say is a credible uh, rush defense. I, I kind of think Boston right. Scott has a tendency to kind of show flashes and then kind of over the span of a couple of games, he, he kind of starts to disappear a little. For Sanders, you know, I think he has, you know, assuming he doesn't get hurt. Um, you know i think is more of a consistent runner
1: yeah i think you just basically tell miles sanders like take your time getting healthy right? yep yep um and because it, it it is a punishing um uh sport uh, punish it's probably the most punishing um uh position to play yep. and so you know i I would be surprised if one of the guys, one of the running backs gets hurt or something like that, or you know, rotate him yeah. or you know, do something like that. So yeah. um, it should be interesting. It's also going to be interesting. This is the return of um, uh, Malcolm
0: Jacobs. Oh yes, that's right. Yeah, I I, right. I will have to admit I was actually pretty
1: bummed when the Eagles didn't resign him. Yeah, that was uh, that was a big one here. Also, very interesting on the Saints uh, roster, they have two Villanova alums, which is pretty unique. So, uh, who who are the two Villanova alums? Uh, Ethan Greenridge, a offensive tackle, has been in the league three years, and Tenoa Kapazadon. He's uh he's a defensive end. He was with the Chiefs the past couple of years, and he just yeah, he's been in the league five years. So he was a stud when he was at Villanova, beating up on those one double A players. Yeah. So um so no, it should be uh should be a good game. Uh you know the I was checking the weather. Things have turned cold here in the Northeast. Yeah. No, that's all right.
0: Yeah, against a uh, against a dome team a that dome? plays to the
1: yes that's exactly what i was thinking um yep. so it should be and we're supposed to get some uh some bad weather uh this weekend so um you know we'll see what it's going to be like but yeah uh i was just bringing up the weather uh yeah cloudy and high of 53 so not that bad but
0: yeah, I mean, speaking of Saints, you know who was also kind of breathing a bit of a sigh of relief is uh, Jonathan Gannon this week because the the Saints do not – they don't really have much of a passing game. No. Um, no. So, I mean, I think that's uh, – um, I think he will – I think the defense will kind of
1: probably do pretty well this week. Um, yeah. it. I mean, they've got Trevor Simeon as quarterback, right? Winston's yeah. out. And, um, you know, I don't, I think Simeon's better than what people give him, you know, or, Yeah. You know, um, you know, I think a lot of people say, oh, he's terrible. He's terrible. You know, he's definitely not terrible, but, um, you know, he's not uh, the second coming of Joe Montana. So um, we seem to do well with those, you know, like average quarterbacks.
0: Yeah. yeah. Average quarterbacks. And, you know, they're also missing Michael Thomas, uh, who is a premier wide receiver. I mean, they are basically second to last uh, in passing yards uh, per game, which is last place is uh, our uh, VP of research, RAF, his favorite team is Chicago Bears. So sorry, Raf. How, how is How is he a Bears fan? I don't know. That's a fantastic question. If he wants to come on the show and tell us why he's a Bears fan, because I have no idea
1: yeah um also uh, uh kamara uh practice or he practiced in a limited fashion today, so he's been hurt um and he's a big player for them Al- alvin kamara uh, yeah so yeah. we'll see what uh what transpires there but uh yeah no uh, it's gonna be a good game looking forward to it this is uh you know one of those games that I'm actually looking forward to, you know, it's, uh, um, I saw at 5:38 it's, um, one of the most competitive, uh, games and also, uh, one of the most important games, um, of the weekend, uh, out of all the NFL. So, um, should be a good one. Um,
0: okay. That's all I think. I'm just kind of going through my notes. Sorry. I had my pen in my mouth, which doesn't really work really well for podcasts, putting your pen in
1: your mouth. So, uh, no, which yeah, which which happens very often. Yeah, just uh, you know, the Saints are five and four, uh, the Buccaneers are six and three, and the Panthers are five and five, and the Falcons are are four and five. So they are, I mean, you're you have two games uh, separating uh, first place and last place. So they are um, in a tight race there to get in the playoffs. So for them, it's a big game. Also, yep.
0: Um, okay, let's, uh, let's kick it to around the NFL. Around, around. the NFL. Um, so the first one I was going to bring up, the first topic I was going to bring up, because I think this actually could be a little bit of fun. Um, there's some articles running around on a couple websites. The NFL is looking to expand to 40 teams. <laughs> so that's an additional what, 10 teams. Wait. I mean, this is this is the numbers episode. So, you know, lots of forty, ten, you know, thirty plus ten equals forty. So Rick, I wanted to kind of throw it out to you. I'm not going to ask you to name all ten cities, but what would be your kind of top three cities that should no, no, no. Not should get a team, that you would want to get a team. Uh, and let's keep the population over ten thousand. None of this uh, you know uh Dublin California gets an NFL team humor
1: <laughs> now they already got two in the Bay Area and they got two in uh LA so we can't put another one there although I'm sure the NFL would like to um I think almost you kind of got to go back to San Diego I think they kind of got screwed with the whole Chargers thing um yeah, that would yeah. be um one uh maybe like a you know the football crazy state of Texas San Antonio right um, um that's a good
0: one yeah yeah
1: yeah Um, and maybe like, uh, Orlando, Florida. Um, I'm just trying to come up with, you know, big cities that don't have, that, you know, don't have, uh, Memphis maybe. So those would be, uh, my first ones, you know, the big question for me is, I mean, what are the mascots names going to be? Um, you know, it's probably going to be some variations of lions, tigers, or bears, but definitely no Indian named derivatives. Yep.
0: Speaking of which, so uh, a little side story on on, on uh, nicknames. So yeah, here in Napa, uh, the local high school uh, used to be um, the Napa Indians. Well, for obviously, you know, obvious reasons these days, uh, people are, like you said, kind of going away from, Native American based nicknames for a mishmash of reasons. We won't get into that. That, that, That's for other podcasts to talk about uh, politics and ethnicity and things like that. This is purely for fun and entertainment. However, they did uh, what they did to kind of determine like who or what the uh, mascot should be was they took a vote. And the two leading vote getters were the Grizzlies. So the Napa Valley Grizzlies. Or Cougars. The <laughs> Napa Valley Cougars.
1: Well, there's already a lot of Cougars there on the well, weekend.
0: Well, that's, that's what I was going to say. I think um, <laughs> if this high school was really thinking big picture and marketing opportunities, make a little money on the side, if they would have gone Cougars, they probably would have you know, generated a lot of revenue that could have paid for some new desks and you know some new buildings by by producing Napa Cougars t shirts. So I was ho- N- Napa Valley Napa Valley Cougars. Yeah. It's an infestation. That that would be like their <laughs> motto. You know, Saturday is an infestation.
1: So right, right. Right. Anyway. Exactly. No, that uh it's interesting you say that because the Radner Raiders have changed their name to the Radnor Raptors. Now, I went to school uh-huh. there a long time ago, but I never saw any Raptors there. But um, that's a different story. But, yeah, yeah seems good. to be uh, a lot of that going on. Yeah. Um, as far you know, looking at uh, some of the games uh, this week, I was trying to look at, you know, uh, if there's some good games coming on. I'm always looking at, gee, should I watch the Thursday night game? Should I watch the Monday night game? Um but there doesn't seem to be any very good you know Dallas at Kansas City um you know Washington at Carolina that really doesn't you know Miami at New York, oh my gosh, jeez Miami at the New York jets that's uh, bottom of the barrel there um so i I got your game of the week right
0: here, and this what's and that? This, this will tie into uh next week's game is. The Buccaneers versus the New York Giants, the Giants going off a of pissed off Tom Brady that this game could be a truly a bloodbath if he's that fired yes. up uh, I, that could that's definitely one that could get out of hand uh, pretty quick
1: right right, or how about yeah I'm totally with you on that, or how about the showdown in Buffalo uh, between the two quarterbacks, right Indianapolis and Buffalo? That should be a good one. Yep. Um, but yeah, around the NFL, what else? Uh, what else you got for me?
0: Uh, let's see. What else do we have? Uh, that's pretty much. I think all I had for this week. It was.
1: It was pretty thin. Well, let me yeah, check the old I, notes. Uh, I I caught, I caught a little of the um, Niners Rams game, um, and I was really surprised. You know, the Niners took a two and yep. ended up winning. Uh, I thought it was going to be the other yep. way around, but that's uh, that's NFL. Any given Sunday yep. or Monday night,
0: or Thursday night,
1: <laughs> or Sunday night, or when college football ends Saturday for a few weeks, <laughs> or or Sunday morning in uh, London. Yeah, uh, speaking of which,
0: that's it, a good tie back. That's definitely one of the teams that would, uh, or one of the cities that would expand uh, that would receive an NFL team. Right. Oh, uh, which uh, actually, you know, what I had one more team to add to that to your list. As far as I would think, Portland would be a good candidate. Yeah, I think. uh, I think so. I think there's enough like fandom for uh, for in the Northwest. You know, because I kind of look at like Washington and Oregon. Although, I think about it, like how do you how do you fight with Oregon football, right? Between Washington and Oregon football, but you know, I. I don't know. I think it'd be a good spot. It's
1: a- yeah. No, with you, it is interesting when I was out there this summer. Uh, yeah. They're all Seahawks fans down there, but it's kind of weird. I mean, you're kind of at a distance, right? Um, so, yeah. um, no, that'd be a good spot. What about the, any, any places I did not name on my list?
0: Uh, I, you, you know, you pulled San Antonio. So I had that on my list and, you know, obviously we mentioned London now I'm just thinking, um, Memphis was a good one. Uh, you know, I, here's, here's one team, one city that should really get a football team. And I think it's uh, long overdue is Chicago. Chi- Chicago, I think should really get a football team because you know, it's a big city. It's cold. It's perfect weather for, for, uh, for football. I think, uh, I think Chicago should get a football team.
1: Yeah, John, they have the Browns, or the Bears. Do you know that? Oh, wait. Oh, I thought
0: that was NAIA football. I'm sorry. I just saw a quarterback <laughs> running for his life, you know, when I was watching that game. I thought I could have sworn it was just college football. Sorry.
1: Sorry, Bears fans. Um, the, uh Speaking of that, speaking of bad football, um, shout out to the Detroit Lions, who were 0-8 and, and then um, tied a tie the game. <laughs> So they're making progress. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Nice job, everyone. Um. Yeah. Good job. Good job there. Um. Yeah. I was looking at, I was just looking at the playoffs. You know, the Eagles are at four and six. If the season were to end today. Oh boy. Here are comes. Cause it's good to
0: that time of the year. They
1: are uh, at 11th and they would need to, this year it's uh, seven top seven. So uh, they're, they'd have, to, they're going to have to leapfrog Atlanta, uh, San Francisco and Minnesota and the Panthers, which is interesting. Two of the teams that they beat are ahead of them.
0: Hmm. Uh, okay. Anything else for around the NFL? No, that's all I got. Oh, wait, sorry. I missed it. I did miss one note. Kudos to uh, ESPN for properly identifying that the San Francisco 49ers actually do play in Santa Clara. Uh <laughs>
1: Speaking of NFL franchises in cities over 10,000 people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. Is, is that, is it Santa Clara? Cause is there, isn't it right by, it's right by the San Jose airport. So is that Santa Clara? Or is that San Jose?
0: You know, I, I don't know. It's one of those kind of, you know what? I think it's just probably, it might as well just be the Alameda 49ers at this point. Alameda. Yeah, I I mean shit, right? Uh, who knows. Santa Clara, yeah. Santa Clara 49ers, yeah, I don't know.
1: What about what about uh if they went to the Bay Area 49ers or something like that.
0: So, uh, you know, I was thinking that too. I was my mind actually went to the Golden State 49ers. Right? Right, yeah. But I, I think, you know, I think this is where uh, uh we'd have to bring a 49ers fan on to really kind of have it. Uh, an earnest discussion about this because I really have like no horse in this say I shit. They could be called the, the, the Brisbane 49ers for all I care. I makes no difference to me. Uh, Speaking of which uh, I just want to kind of bring up. We uh, next week, just a quick reminder as we lead into uh, the, the New York giants game, we will have Evan, the New York giants fan on. He is a lifelong giants fan. He's from New York. He sounds like he's from New York um, and he's an interesting dude. I think you guys, uh, everyone out there will enjoy him. He is a lifelong sports fan. Obviously uh, he's also worked in the sports entertainment business. So I think he knows his fair share about uh, sports and football and things like that. Although I think his passion gets the better of him sometimes, but I think it makes for good podcasting. So uh, look to see uh, a new segment next week. Cause right. Is that right next week? Is the is the lead into the the Giants uh, Giants yeah. game? So
1: that is that is correct. We will be broadcasting live on the busiest travel day of the year. Hey, yeah, honestly, before Thanksgiving. Yep, yeah, yep.
0: Yeah. Because we, we are committed. We are here for you, um, fans of One Nine Zero Nine Six Podcast.
1: I, I will also uh, mention that will be the day before Jonathan's birthday. Yeah,
0: I will turn thirty two. To
1: again, again, yes, for the John, <laughs> come on, you're not 32, 14, you're uh, you're 31.
0: Oh, that's right, yeah, you're right. Sorry, right. I know this is the math uh episode, and who would have thought I would have got my own age wrong? Gosh, right,
1: right. Uh, last week cleanup, yep. um, the only thing I have is Chip Kelly's record year by year, yeah, 10 and 6, 10 and 6, 6 and 9, 2 and 14.
0: Uh the only other note yeah, that's uh yeah, he started out strong, but I think you know people started to figure him out and he just didn't adjust.
1: I've heard that he's been mentioned for the open job at uh University of Washington, but I don't know why he would go there. I think that would Yeah, why would move. he go there?
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean Washington is just not what they used to be. I mean they used to be fantastic during uh the Don James era. Oh man. They they produced a ton of talent out of there yes they did the don james era that what that was a while ago yeah Um, which i'm pretty sure i wouldn't be surprised if that was
1: roid infused but it was good football nonetheless yeah uh speaking of our friendship kelly uh they are six and four this year they play sc this week and then they play cal so uh Mm. they could pick up two more wins be eight and four
0: uh, only other cleanup from last week I have is my u- overuse of the word conundrum uh, went down a lot. <laughs> I only used it once. Uh, technically speaking, I did say it twice um, uh, at one point, but um, I did. Uh, I did. I have cleaned that up. So uh, that's for everyone out there who's listening. I will, you know. Thank you for you know, cleaning that I, up. You no, know, yeah,
1: my, my pleasure. My pleasure. Uh. Wow let's move on to unrelated topic of the week. And I got a topic for you. Oh, okay. It is Philadelphia related. Okay. Um, But here's my take on the whole Ben Simmons situation. I think he's using the veil uh, of mental health uh, as a reason not to play. Um, And I think that's really just a sad commentary on himself. But then I was starting to think, um, you know, he did date a Kardashian. Oh yeah. And so he may be scarred. You do you just don't know. Yes. Well, I think you have to be something clinical. Uh, yes. <laughs> I mean look at all the people who have who have uh dated her. well and officially he dated Kendall Jenner, but that's part of the whole yep. Kardashian clan. But look at the people Chris Humphreys, Kanye West. Mm. Unst- unstable.
0: Okay, unstability uh meter. Okay, two for two. Keep going.
1: Uh who's that player for the Lakers?
0: Uh, oh shit. I forget. I know you're talking about though.
1: Yeah. Um but yeah, it's a whole string of um Travis uh Travis Barker. Right? How about that one? Oh, I don't know who that is. He's uh the singer of um like 182. Oh, look at he look at you and your pop culture references. Yeah, I know, yeah. I know. Uh, Nick Lachey. Yeah, his his uh his his career kind of. Uh, Nick Cannon,
0: Reggie Bush, Reggie Bush. Oh boy. I think Reggie was one of the original um athletes that uh that she dated.
1: Yeah, uh, Joe Francis. If you remember the old Girls Gone Wild.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's right. Oh, good one. <laughs> Didn't Blake Griffin date, uh, date her? Uh, I do not know. I don't. Uh, I get them all mixed up. That's I get all the Jenners and the Kardashians
1: mixed up. Yeah. Uh, Lamar Odom. That's what I was thinking of. Oh,
0: yeah. He's the poster boy. He um, is the poster boy.
1: Uh, James Harden. Uh, Tristan Thompson. I mean, it's... Uh, John and J- John, just to educate you, there's Kim Kardashian.
0: Okay, right.
1: Who there's... is the
0: daughter to the Kardashian lawyer who represented O.J. Right? Is it? Do I have that right?
1: Okay. Right, right, and also Kris Jenner. Right. Kris Jenner was Robert Kardashian's wife, and then he they, they divorced, and then that's when she, Kris Jenner, well, Kris Kardashian, married uh Bruce Jenner the Bruce Jenner who who's now is now Caitlyn Jenner. Caitlyn Jenner so yeah. the Kardashian kids are Kim Kardashian, Courtney Kardashian um and Chloe Kardashian so three girls and then there's um Kendall Jenner and Kylie Jenner which so there's f- there's f- f- five of these dynamos running around <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Um, and yeah, so the Kendall and Kylie Jenner are uh, Bruce or Caitlin Jenner's and Chris Jenner's daughters. I just, oh, it just gives me a headache talking so, about these people. As, I, as the topic said, completely unrelated topic of the week, but Ben Simmons continues not to play basketball. So, yeah.
0: So my, my unrelated topic of the email is as vapid as the Kardashians because um, uh, I think I was with the executive producer this week, and uh, I, I made this kind of uh, – I hit a small personal milestone this week. Oh. Yeah. You no, know, this is big. Uh, for the first time in probably five or six years, it's been a while, I had no new emails in my email inbox what yeah so i have just so that people i have three basically email addresses for multiple purposes going even going back all the way to like my original yahoo which is uh, scary to think about i I do think that that email address is now over 20 years old which scares the crap out of me uh, but do you have an aol no (laughs) no although i do remember my uh, aol address Um, (laughs) i'm not going to give it
1: out on the air because that would be foolish um, yes, because so many people would deluge you with actually emails. I wonder
0: if i went if I tried to kind of log back into that if if that would come up probably not i don 't know actually here's a little little sidebar to that and this is i 'm dating myself uh, a lot so back you're dating well, yourself no, not like a Kardashian dating itself <laughs> so back when I first joined ABC sports in ninety seven so kids if you 're doing math that 's twenty four years ago. Yes. Back at, back in the nineteen hundreds. Yeah, back in the nineteen hundreds. In the years before two thousand. Um, before Y2K. Before Y two K. So we were all most of us were contract workers, and this is before email was pervasive. Is that the
1: right word? Um,
0: they ate Omnipresent Omnipresent. No, that's probably that's a much better word. Uh they did not have a way to generate email accounts easily, so for all, our, uh, for all the contractors who were part of ABC Sports, we were all given AOL, number, uh, AOL accounts. <laughs> so my AOL account was uh, CFB, so college football, O-N on, original names, by the way, O-N, ABC, so American Broadcasting Company, and I was number four at the time at AOL.com. So CFB on ABC Four at AOL.com, which I'm pretty sure doesn't exist anymore. So feel free to email it. No one will reply to you. But for uh, folks, you know, our, you know, family members who see my email address, you know, a derivative of that is now a current email address of mine. Um, so just kind of a funny tidbit to think about.
1: So you have you have three email addresses. You have a personal one, a work one. This does, and, this does a, not include my work one. I have a oh. high
0: division of labor uh, of my personal email addresses. Do you, uh, do you have a burner address or something? It's not burner. It's all publicly known. It's, it's or not, not publicly, but like, you know, I'm not hiding anything. It's just,
1: you know, you get. So. So what are what are the three? What are the use cases? So uh,
0: the first one is Yahoo. Actually, you know, sorry. I have four. Oh, holy shit. <laughs> I have four. Uh, <laughs> Yahoo. Gmail. Um, uh, our family accounts and then a, uh, uh, mac.com account, which is now basically iCloud. (laughs) And so I got those all that. So the little red dot that it pops up on your mail icon at the bottom of your phone for about four minutes this past week was gone. It was just the blue, um, you know, white envelope on a blue square for about four minutes. And it was tremendous. But why Why do you have so many? What are, what are the divisions? Uh, so, uh, so basically Yahoo is like anything I sign up for online. So that's where I like the NFL.com emails come to. Oh, by the way, uh, we won this week. So I got free shipping uh, according to NFL.com. Um,
1: not <laughs> About 15% off. Um,
0: let's see. Our family one is basically like my real personal one. That's kind of where. And then. The iCloud one is is the overflow of personal emails. And then the Gmail I just barely use. That is like the
1: overflow to overflow. <laughs> so there you go. I have one account. It all feeds to one personal one, my old Yahoo account. But oh, I'm also go. kind of kind of uh hesitant to give that out because I think it kind of dates me.
0: Yeah. I- I'm sure you're uh I'm sure your boys don't have Yahoo accounts.
1: No, no. As as one of my children told me here a couple of years ago, I don't do email. It takes too long. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Oh okay. Text. Yeah, text, Dad. Text. text. Yeah. Um. All right. All right. Anything uh, else for
0: unrelated uh, topic of the week, or can we move on? to no, a... I think
1: we've I think we've brought up enough unrelated topics. Yeah. All right. so,
0: like, all right, moving on to fan mail, or as we called in the very first episode, because I was totally flummoxed, man fail. But it's actually man fan mail. So we have three again. Typically, I just stick with three because you know anything longer would just be uh, exhausting. I mean, what could be worse?
1: Now, which uh, email address are you pulling these fan mail from? Uh, or do you have another email? Address I have another for this? email
0: address uh, for this. <laughs> so um, yeah, uh, the first one comes from Dave from New Jersey. Dave asks. So for re- Vermeil Wine, tried it, like it, recommend it. How often do you drink it? And uh, Dave, I, I don't remember the last time I drank it. I did have fleeting ambitions at the beginning of the season. Each week that the Eagles won a game, I would go down to – we have a Vermeil Wines just about five blocks down the street from us, their tasting room, uh, that I would go down there and have a celebratory drink of wine at Vermeil Wines. The first game I was a little busy, then we'd lost a bunch, and it just sucked the energy out of me, so I haven't quite made it there but it's fine i you know it's good I, i've enjoyed it Rick, have you tried vermeil wines?
1: I have tried Vermeal wines. I was house sitting for a couple um earlier this year, and so I went down there a couple of times and um, uh it's actually pretty good wine. I was like surprised and um dick Vermil is actually he's very active in it he's a napa native so that's why you know it's not just one of these situations where they're just using his name like he's involved in it pretty heavily Um, yeah they've
0: they've said on a couple occasions when we've been there like he definitely comes out and gets involved um he's not just yeah like you said tacking the name on and
1: and uh and that's it um yeah, Dick Vermeil's not a tack the name on kind of guy. Yeah,
0: cuz he so Dick Vermeil for those that don't know, he was the uh the, the the football head football coach of the Philadelphia Eagles uh from the 70s into the 80s. And the only other time the well, the the first time the Eagles made it to the Super Bowl in uh was it eighty nineteen eighty 1980, the 80 Super Bowl so the 79 season? 80. Yes. Yes. Um and so he's actually from Calistoga, California. Uh, which is about, uh, I'm in the city of Napa. So that's about uh, 35 minutes north of me. But that's basically, you know, the city of Napa is kind of the south pole of the Napa Valley. Calasoga is essentially kind of like the north pole. And everything in between those two uh, those two cities is what makes up what everyone knows is uh, the Napa Valley. And he did go to, uh, I didn't know this, but he, he did coach at uh, the Napa Junior College in uh, 1964. So yeah, who knew? Wow, um, who knew? But yeah, actually, I wonder where he went to high school. Um, they don't say. Yeah. Anyway, some place. Yeah, to yeah, yeah I'm sure. sure. Uh, he yeah, did. He did yeah. not go to the 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 Napa Cougars. He was not a Cougar. So unfortunately, <laughs> it's yeah, he's not a not Cougar. <laughs> uh, moving on to our next um, uh, next letter, um, Bart yes. from Albany asks, "Hey guys." Really enjoying the podcast, uh, grabbing chunks of it, listening to your highlights. Thank you for posting the highlights. Was curious, did either of you guys play football as kids? <laughs> football formally or football uh, informally? A lot of or? informal football, I think, between the, you and me in the backyard, that's for sure. Uh, but I, I think, Rick, though, that you Brett. had more formal football experience than I did. I had a, uh, a one-year one one, – I was a one and dunner. Let's put it that way.
1: <laughs> they said, John, you're beating. No, they did not much, say that. So nope, I didn't say that. Um, yeah. So I played fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth. And then 10th grade, I, um, uh, we were moving. So I was not allowed to play. Um, and actually a funny story about that. I, uh, so, they wouldn't let me play football. So, because uh, we were moving in January. And so I thought when basketball season came out, I, I, I was like, well, shoot, I'm not even going to tell the coaches I'm moving. <laughs> 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 just not one day in January, just not going to show up for five. Yeah, <laughs> where, 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 Where'd Rick go? And sure enough, what happened was I, I made the team. And then the next day, like before practice started, they're like, hey, they're like, hey, Rick. And they took me in the locker room. They're like, yeah, uh, someone told us that you're moving in January. Is That's, that true? I, I had no idea. I'd never heard this before. <laughs> and basically what happened is one of the guys that got cut was pissed off and all the coaches like why are you keeping coral he's leaving in january <laughs>
0: that's hysterical oh my god yeah
1: so uh anyhow so yeah and then i played uh at lawrenceville i played in here in my pg here uh got so it. yeah 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 so, so
0: rick, rick basically beats me uh one two how so how many years was that like six i guess six years
1: Four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight years. Nine. Nine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And also, I had a son play football. Yeah. Uh, That's kind of like a half a year almost. (laughs) Ted played sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, and eleventh. And then he figured out for his senior year, he's like, okay, well, there's – he played backup quarterback and there was a guy who was in his class who was already a starting quarterback. And there was a guy who was going to replace him who was a sophomore. And he's like, I'm not going to get any snaps. So what, what does Ted do? He just goes out and play. He went and made the soccer team. He played no. soccer. No. a <laughs> boy, Ted. Yes, Ted.
0: Um, okay. Uh, last piece of fan mail, man fail fan mail Uh, Jillian from San Jose asks who the hell is the EP who is this person is she ever going to come on and how can we never hear from her and I thought Jillian that's a good question unfortunately all we can say is the EP just stands for executive producer and she runs she it was this this podcast was actually her idea from the get go so uh it is her brainchild we are merely just bringing her dreams to
1: reality um she she is kind of like the Wizard of Oz yeah. behind the curtain pulling all the levers, uh, making things happen, generating ideas. Oh. She's really the one yeah. in
0: charge. She's the wind beneath our wings. Um. <laughs> exactly. Anything else we should? Anything
1: else? She's should? the sun. The sun in our eyes.
0: Uh, yeah. She's the uh, the twinkle in our toes. All right. We'll we'll end it there. That's that's fine. <laughs> That's, I keep, the, keep the twinkle even, yeah, yeah even when we have athlete's foot uh, she's the yeah. twinkle in her toes <laughs> alright that's it for uh, uh, fan mail thank you everyone for uh, your fan mail um, you guys know where to email it it's in my sixth email address that I have uh, mentioned in previous so send it there we'll uh, read them on the air and, um, for ones we don't read uh, too bad uh, right. Just a reminder, we are on every week, Wednesday, 5.30 Pacific, 8.30 Eastern. What time is that in Nashville, Rick? 7.30. 7.30. And a quick reminder. Or, or, or recorded at any time. Yes, available anytime for, I guess you don't download it, streaming on the call-in app. Uh, on, demand, on demand, yes, on demand. Uh, just a reminder, next week we will have Evan the Giants fan on. We're. I'm sure we'll we'll probably have to uh, label the podcast uh, not E for everyone. Those New York people really like to swear up a storm as much as Eli makes fun of us Eagles fans flipping birds. Uh, I'm sure Evan, the Giants fan, will be uh, dropping a, a couple of uh, F-bombs. So uh, bring your earmuffs, folks. Bring your earmuffs. This uh, more, you know, I think drops? I've done a pretty good job, well, especially with mom and dad listening more. i got to curb that or else... Mom's going to start looking at me funny, so I don't, I don't want that. She already looks yeah. at me funny already, yeah, so. Right. Uh, yeah, Understandably yeah, so. right. i give her plenty of uh, fuel for that. Right.
1: Yeah, well, hey, great podcast. We well, you forgot uh... Eagle's Life.
0: Oh, Eagle's Life.
1: Eagle's I Life. I thought we were wrapping up. I no, thought that no, was we a got, wrap up there. We got the Eagle's Life, so I got,
0: I got it. You know what? This is kind of you know a good little uh, you might enjoy this kind of I did a little research, Eagle's Life. I kind of t- you know got my Delorean, my kind of mental Delorean, and hopped back to the year 1989, which was um, kind of the bit of an epicenter year, I'll, I'll say, of like the elite Eagles defense for those that don't remember. Uh, that was back when it was Reggie White uh, and my two chickens uh, were on the defensive line. Uh, and they were uh, led by Buddy Ryan, who who was part of the Chico- oh, Back when the Chicago Bears had a football team, that's right, they did have a football. Or they still do? I can't remember. Regardless, they have a
1: team that uh, masters a football, as a football team. team.
0: So I got into you know I got I thought about this because I I sent Rick I, I sent Rick a picture and actually uh, to your boys a couple weeks ago a picture of my shelf when I was a kid. And one thing in that picture that was sitting on the shelf was about six or eight uh, videotapes, VCR, of recorded Eagles games. And I was like, wow, that was back in the day when you had to, you know, in order to watch or to watch again, you couldn't go online and pull up the game again. You had to record it, pop it back in and watch it again or else you're get, or else you got to suffer through, you know, Sport umpte ump times to actually, you know, see the plays again. So I recorded uh, a ton of those games and just kind of watched them over and over again. But the one thing that ultimately prompted this was I was looking at a video, kind of a highlight video, the 1989 Philadelphia Eagles, which was highlighted by their defense, amazing defense. And I was thinking about, on top of that, what Tom Brady said, we mentioned last week, how the physicality has been taken out of the game. So this is what I did. I watched the video a couple times. It's about 30 minutes long, but I kind of skipped through it like uh, uh, the youth do these days because I'm young. And so I took the number of defensive plays that were shown, because they go through the entire season of the Eagles. I counted that, and then I went back and looked at it again. How many of those plays would generate a penalty flag? This, this uh, if, the, if that play were to occur now, how many of those... <laughs> Plays would incur a penalty flag. And so I uh, identified 40 plays, 40 defensive plays, only the Eagles' defense, (laughs) not the other team, 40 defensive plays. Rick, would you care to guess how many flags would have been thrown on those 40 plays?
1: Uh, 17. Pretty
0: good. Pretty good. Not that high, though. Uh, I counted 13. 13 of those 40 plays uh, would have gotten a flag toss. That being said, the framing is typically pretty tight on those NFL films um, uh, shots. So you very well could be right. It could have been higher, actually. But within the field of view of that camera shot, I counted, of those 40 plays, 13 flags would be thrown. Uh, We got in there a horse collar so someone you know a, def- a defender grabbing the uh, this was actually on a quarterback grabbed the the back of his uh by the neck his pads um an unsportsmanlike conduct for driving the quarterback into the ground <laughs> uh the most common one actually was helmet to helmet a linebacker against a running back
1: oh jeez uh
0: that was uh that was pretty common uh, a couple of late hits um and Oh, and this another one was a helmet to helmet on an interception that was, you know, it was a block in the background and you could just sell, see someone just went helmet to helmet. There was no need for the hit. The <laughs> Eric Allen was like like 10 yards up the field. This guy just blew someone up just cuz he could blow someone up cuz no refs were looking. Yeah, no. And then uh bonus uh flag, uh, they did show one um one play from uh uh, they were highlighting who the draft picks were for the Eagles that year. They highlighted Mike Bellamy uh, from Illinois. They showed a game from when they played Michigan State. And the Michigan State defender just about, you know, ripped off the helmet of the player that he tackled and definitely would have gotten a, uh, a flag. So I thought that was kind of interesting. It, you know, it, it definitely, like, demonstrates kind of how the, how the, how the game has, ch- has changed in terms of how it's played. Thoughts, I, 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 if,
1: if I were to guess one penalty that would be called more so than, uh, or not, not called back then was probably roughing the passer.
0: Yeah. I was, you know, it's funny. I was actually like paying it. Reggie white for as much as he got to uh, Phil Sims and all those guys, most of his tackles were pretty clean from what I saw. Yeah. Um, well, he was a reverend, you know, that's true. Yes. He was, uh, you know, he, he was a man of cloth. Yes. Um, but, yeah, it was like it's just obvious that the, you know, linebackers and Andre Waters would just completely lead with their helmets and just blow up a guy's head, um, which, you know, thankfully the the league has gotten away from. And so they're cleaning that up. Yes, they're cleaning that up. So, yeah. so that's my segment on Eagles life this week. Uh, hopefully everyone found that, found that kind of interesting. It was interesting to go back and kind of watch through that lens, you know, through kind of uh, modern rules these days.
1: Yeah, the game has changed. Uh, immensely. Yep, yep.
0: All right. Uh, final thoughts. Rick, any final thoughts this week?
1: Uh, good game last week. Uh, big game this week. Um, You know, want to try and build some momentum here because we got the Giants the week after. Yep. Um, if we can come out, win this game, and then win against the Giants, you know, I think it's really... A sign that we have turned the season around.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. My final thought is kind of in that line. It's I think this game is what they would say is winnable. Um, again, not making a prediction. Um, and hopefully, you know, if if that proves to be true, then uh, <laughs> oddly, that would be the first home win of the season for the Eagles. Yes,
1: exactly. Yeah. We need a home win. Yeah. The link will be rocking.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. One last reminder. We're on every week. Uh, Wednesday evening, 530 Pacific, 830, uh, not Central, but Eastern. Rick, what time is that in uh, Nashville? 730. 730. Um, all right. I think that's it. Rick, anything else? Are we saying no, goodbye?
1: Until next week, goodbye Bye. and good luck. Adios. Adios.